Hi, uh, so this week I thought it would be useful to just recap on the app, um, uh, just do a sort of basics of the app and what the app does um, and how it works, because we get a few questions on that on support a little bit. Um, and also just to talk about, because we've just released a new update, which has got you know support for some new languages, French, German, Spanish, some new widgets, <coughs> some fixes for grayscale stuff. And, but it's also got a, um, additional guidance text, which you wrote for specific uh, scenarios that sometimes happen with found with with this your rtt score so i thought it might be worth just going through those and then talking a little bit about what we got in the in the big uh, forthcoming release after that where we introducing some some new big features um but let's just start off with them um, what do we mean you know the basics of the app and i think we probably need to start with what the app is based on which is hrv which is heart rate variability so do you want to just have an attempt at a you know an overview of what HRV is and you know the sort of the science behind it? That's probably a yeah. lot to fit as an overview, but yeah. Go. So it's uh, um, so the the, the 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 whole premise of the app is to is is obviously looking at how well or trying to make some measurements about how well um, your body is recovered from whatever stresses it's it's. Um, it's come across whether that's physiological or whether it's stress at work or whatever it is on all those different things that we've spoken about before. Um, and uh, over, well, decades now, heart rate variability or HRV has become a, a key sort of marker for um, measuring the, 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 the activity on two parts of your nervous system. Um, so in, in the autonomic nervous system in your body, you've basically got two branches, the sympathetic and the uh, parasympathetic and um, and one side sort of is more active when you are feeling stress so if you are um, and, and we call that the sort of fight and flight side of the of the, par- of the nervous system which is the um, sympathetic yeah. side um, and the other side the parasympathetic side is associated with your rest and your recovery um, and those two the two sort of sides of the nervous system act in 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 unison and and uh, and um an imbalance but you know if one is more dominant than the other if you know if your fight flight side is more dominant than the other then you're not recovering particularly well and if the um uh, rest and digest recovery side is is working better then then you're going to be um recovering better so what the app does is it it monitors um your hrv via via the apple watch basically and the apple watch's readings of hrv yeah, and I suppose we should just say how it does that Apple Watch because, and actually also I just want to point out HRV is not heart rate because we do get that question sometimes on support. Yeah. Obviously, just reading your heart rate is different. HRV, the way it works is it it reads the um, so if you've got a sixty beat per minute heart rate, each the theory is or the the idea is that um, each beat wouldn't be exactly a second. It would be, you know, want to be a little bit less and want to be a little bit more, and that, that's the variability that we're talking about. So, whereas your heart rate would actually just be sixty beats a minute, your variability would depend on how much it varies in them sort of tiny amounts for each beat. Um, an Apple Watch actually records HRV in the background just while you're watching it. You don't have to do anything. Um, once it recognises you're still and you're sort of resting heart rate, it will make a recording. And if you if it um, if you're where at night in particular you're going to get you know a good set of readings during the, during the night and you can view all of that data in the in the apple health app and you can see the raw 
HRV data, and you can drill right down, in fact, to the you know beat by beat measurement and see exactly how they're varying. Um, so, and I think Apple Watch was sort of unique, I think, in in being able to do that, and it's also fairly recognised, I think, as being fairly accurate compared to other watches in doing it. I was reading something just this week about you know how the accuracy compares to Garmin, and uh, somebody was asking us, what well, are we ever going to support Android and the Samsung um, Galaxy watches? And you know, obviously, that's a completely different platform for us. But my concern also is how accurate is it? I'm not sure on yeah. those platforms. But anyway, so at the moment with Apple Watch, it's been, it, and it's really good in the way that it does do that. You can force it to, to do a reading um, if you are relaxed and you are resting heart rate by using the uh, uh, mindfulness app and the breathe um, function within that. And so when you use breathe, if you do it properly, don't just sort of do it and walk around or do it immediately after exercise, then it will give you a reading as well. And that's sometimes handy. But I find I very rarely do that. I mean, I just leave it to do what it needs to do um, and it you know works yeah. better i think like that i, I think that, um, that's i think that's the um that's the big advantage of the of the um apple watch is that it is essentially just doing it in the background you know so you're not yeah you're not actively needing to seek out a reading um and and the the the, the main advantage then from the app's perspective is is that your sort of average user will get multiple readings over a 24-hour period um yeah and and then we can use that as our um, as as our key measure, basically. Yeah, but of course, it, and if you and, and when we started looking at that, of course, what what happens is that data, there's a lot of it, and it can vary quite a bit throughout the day. And so, if you just look at the raw HRV data throughout the day and night, then it's hard to interpret and it's hard hard to make it actionable. So our the app is all about turning that data into you know an, an easy to understand actionable. Um, you know, score from one to from zero to ten, um, so you can act on the way. And the way we, you know, essentially do that. There's more in the algorithm, but essentially what we're doing is looking at a roll in twenty four hours and comparing it to a sixty day baseline of your average um, HRV data. Yeah, um, that's that's, yeah, that's the essential bit because what what um, what what people need, well, what we need to realise is that heart rate variability is a very individual thing. So, you know, you, you, you can't just use a, a, an absolute standalone measurement and make any kind of um, judgment or anything from it. You, you need to be comparing it against the physiology of the, of the individual person that's, that's actually using it. And that's why. Yeah. So gathering that 60-day baseline data in the background as our, as our comparative um, score is super yeah. important. So what we're actually looking at then is this 24-hour or 48-hour rolling average against that baseline. Um, yeah, might be worth saying something about why we pick a twenty-four hour or forty-eight. Yeah, hour. I was going to ask that. Yeah, because that's because we initially gave people flexibility to adjust that in the smoothing settings, didn't we? Which wasn't in twenty-four hour um, units, um, but we've we've now come to think that that's much better to have a twenty-four hour uh, unit for yeah. when you base that on. And, and the default is the best to, to leave it at twenty-four hour generally. Although we do give the option to change it if you wanted to. But you want to just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the, the, the so in, an individual's uh, raw HRV score, if you like, um, if you if you track it over a long period of time, will vary over every twenty four hours. Um, generally speaking, it's higher during the night when you're asleep and resting, um, and uh, and lower during the daylight when you're not. Um, and that would be true even if you are, you know, taking using the breathe app during the day. So 
the idea of using the rolling 24 hour is that you're basically smoothing that curve each time and if you take a rolling 24 hour then you're taking readings from around the clock constantly um, yeah. so so that's 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 why we use that and that seems to have a really good fit model against um against the data that we that, that we want to be able to see um, yeah. so yeah that that's the reason for doing it um yeah and it's, and it's interesting because we do i mean the vast majority of people that get in touch with us via support you know seem to find that as a, a really good fit and you know we often get comments on sometimes you know oh it's different score from you know some app that's showing just the hrv mm. but um it's actually better fit for the way i feel um yeah and it's so i think slightly, in the majority of the time it's pretty good yeah and it's a slightly different way of thinking about it because if if what we're doing is we're essentially looking at a retrospective measure of how active that side of your nervous system has been how, how dominant that side of the nervous system has been over yeah. the last period of time so rather than saying what's it doing now we're saying what's it been doing for the last 24 hours yeah so what does that mean you know how and if your hrv score has been high for the last 24 hours then in theory yeah it should feel pretty good yeah and i think the other thing to mention is that although we show workouts in the app we're not using the workout data in any way to come up with a score we're we're, because the workout whether you've logged it or not is going to affect your heart hrv yeah um, in fact anything you're doing whether you've logged it or not or whether it's in the system or not you know it's part of your physiology it's going to affect your hrv and so that's always the sort of gold measure and we add in we show the workouts because it gives context so you can start to understand perhaps why it's doing that and in future versions which we'll talk a little bit about later we're going to add more of that sort of stuff like what was my sleep like not to adjust the figure but to give you context so you can understand the figure and um, better and where, where it is but i mean that we also find there are some occasional times uh, for certain athletes where you know you see patterns that are a bit unusual which you wouldn't expect and we've built this into the new version that's just been released in that we've provided some additional guidance and um, which you can get in if you haven't seen this if you in the iphone app just tap your score and you'll see the basic guidance plus you can hit now a little show more um, button and you'll get some additional stuff but essentially there's three sort of scenarios you know all sort of related really but um, that i thought it might be worth just talking about so yeah. the first one is when your score is really high and um, so you've got 10 right, and it's telling you to go for it um, but you're not really feeling it and we've seen this actually in some of our athletes haven't we where who yeah. have just completed and you know uh, a triathlon a, a tough event and it's gone to 10, which is, you know, not what you'd expect. Um, you'd expect their HRV to be, you know, not fully recovered and wanting you to, you know, go for it again. So what's the explanation, or, you know, what's thoughts are thinking around that sort of scenario? Yeah, so I think there are three sort of things to think about. One is, you know, the first question, obviously, that needs to be asked is, is the technology working correctly? So that, you know, if yeah. we assume that the watch is taking good readings from from your wrist first of all um yeah then, uh, then you know obviously yeah. most of the time that is true so we, we won't worry about that one too much um i think there are a couple of theories you know one one is that it, it you once you establish that that is true that the watch is taking good readings then you can't in, in a sense you can't argue with the numbers the numbers are yeah. not read out from your um from the activity on your nervous system so that they're, they're not they are not um they're not going to lie in that sense. So then you've got yeah. to look behind it and think, well, what would the reasons be? Um, 
some of that is to do so if it, what we have seen in some really highly trained athletes is that they their bodies almost go to that default recovery mode if they've done something really significant so if they've done an event um, and really put themselves under under stress then 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 actually you know it's almost like they've trained that it's become trained as part of their training for their for their body to just simply go right that's enough i'm i'm going to rest now yeah and that links as well to another um, option, which is that there is plenty of evidence out there that if people are overtraining, and I mean, yeah. you know, persistent overtraining, then actually that can result in a in a um, in a high HRV score that actually stays high, um, and that that's fundamentally again your body prioritising recovery. You know, if you if you stress your body enough, your body will go, okay, I've had enough. I'm just yeah. going to recovery mode now, and off it off it goes. Right. Obviously, that doesn't mean the best thing to do then is to go out and run the hardest ten k you've ever run in your life. You know, so yeah. and that's one of the reasons why we're bringing in these other um, uh, parameters that you know, because what we're doing is you know the app it, it shouldn't be taken as the gospel. <laughs> yeah, gospel sort of, you know, it says this, so therefore you should do this. You know, this is a an additional bit of information for you to take into account when deciding yeah. what. Um, rather than anything else yeah yeah and then yeah and that makes a lot of lot of sense and I think um the more we add into the app to sort of provide that sort of context and, and guidance so people can understand why that score is there and, that, and, we're, and we're not making the score apparently like you say, out of the blue based on oh you, you know this is what you should be we're, we're reading a value you know which is your physiology you know this is coming from not logs of activities or logs of anything it's your uh, current physiological state um i mean there's a, you, we see some of those which are put in there as well i don't know whether i think that's probably the most common one isn't it? the high score but but actually you know after to prevent but you've also put some guidance in i think you know for for the other two where it might be sort of a, a medium score but actually it's you might be feeling better and worse than that feels or even you know the low score but you actually feel like you're ready to go do you want to sort of address yeah. those couple so I'll, let's start with the low one because that one may be easier to address it, it the, the the low score but feeling pretty good is is um you know you you may have a lot in reserve and you may but the bottom line is that you're that, that it does suggest that whatever you've been doing your body's not been recovering that well but it, there are some other examples where you know it's about what we're talking about here is physical activity so you know your HRV will dip if you are suffering from significant work stress, for instance. Yeah. Um, but you might find the best thing you can do is go out for a run and or a bike ride or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. That you'll feel physically pretty good once you go out on that bike ride. Um, yeah. Potentially, so that could be a reason. Um, other ones are, you know, if you're coming down with something, your your um, yeah your nervous system will detect that before perhaps you feel the effects of it so yeah. you know, sometimes you do hear people saying that they went out for a run and felt great and the next day you know the, the, the yeah that was on its way hit so that could be a reason as well so it's definitely something to be wary interesting of. yeah i don't think it's something to be ignored you know it, it give it some thought if the number is really low think about well i don't feel i feel pretty good but why would that number be really low um and also, you know, then dig a little bit deeper into the data. One of the things we can do in the app is look back at the scores and, and, and have a look yeah. at how that's trending. Um, and that leads us on to the medium one, because I think one of the key things about the medium score 
is whether it's a medium score um, where the trend is upwards or whether it's a medium score where the trend is downwards. Yeah. Um, and that's quite an important aspect. So yeah, with with obvious consequences, if you're on, if it looks like it's on the way down, then perhaps taking it a little bit easier is the is the best option. Yeah, way up. Well, that means things are looking up and recovery's been pretty good. So yeah, you're probably in a better position. Yeah, interesting. And I think you know, as we develop the app, we can we'll refine our guidance along those sorts of lines as we sort of understand it better. Um, uh, yeah, so I, mean, I think that's a really good summary of that so those sorts of scenarios, and hopefully that's you know made sense to people. But if anybody's got any questions on it, feel free to always contact us via support. The links in the in the app, um, and we can always provide further further guidance on that if you feel like something's not quite working correctly for you, or you don't really understand what your why your score is where it is. Just give us a shout, and we'll we'll have a look at it. Um, so uh, in the next release, I also wanted to just mention, you know, we get, we, uh, it fits in very well with what we're talking about there because we, we're going to add in some what we're calling context tagging. Um, so at the moment you can see, you know, you can see your activities and we also show resting heart rate uh, within the app. We're going to be adding in sleep. Apple Watch now does some pretty interesting data on sleep. So you know that can be surfaced into the uh, into the app, so you can see some context on that. With the idea being that you can look at that and think, oh well, my sleep didn't look that good that, that, last night, so maybe that's the reason the score is low, or I did have great sleep, and, and so on. So give you that context, so you can understand the scores better. We're going to add in, in some subjective input as well. So we've got various sort of categories we're thinking about there. You know how you're feeling, what your physical state is, like injuries and so on. What's your nutrition like? Um, and we we're finding that because we we've also just been accepted onto the the um training peaks uh development program so we can integrate into training peaks so it'd be quite nice also to send this information to training peaks for those who use that for their sort of training diary and so we might map some of that sort of um uh, some of those fields into what training peaks takes um and but then we've got a whole load of other um, sorts of data we can get from Apple Watch as well. So this won't all come out, you know, one in one jump, in one release. But we will be adding things in, like you know, have you done my mindfulness um, cycle tracking uh, for for women, respiratory rate, blood oxygen, stand hours, um, all that sort of stuff can be added in because Apple Watch does provide a lot of lot of data that we can that may be useful. Um, and we're only going to put it in if it is useful to provide context for you to understand where you are with that with that score and do you have anything to add to that those comments there i think every all you know it links back to what we were saying earlier about the, the the whole premise of the app is to give guidance to the users and to for them to take that guidance and and then make good decisions themselves and you know the more sort of background information is in there it, the, the more opportunity there is to give that guidance um yeah but the other thing is you know if if um it, the app will still function perfectly well if they choose not to use those additional elements. Um, Absolutely, that, yeah. That's really important because I think the simplicity of it is one of its, its really uh, important features. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, you don't have to log your sleep for for it to have had an effect on your score. No, it's a that's good right. way to think about it. Yeah, you just have to do the. You should have to actually do the sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah. Turns out, it's brilliant. Actually, do this important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, good stuff. Okay, well, I hope everybody's got uh, been able to download the update. It was released uh, yesterday, so it should be rolling out to pretty much everybody now. Um, I think we've got um, a little bug fix that's coming out next week, um, which we've spotted already. Um, but uh, so there'll be another slight little update for that. But then after that, we're moving on to this uh, version two release with this this new con uh, context tag and stuff. So thanks very much. Uh, thanks very much, Aid, and uh, that's a good summary. I think. I hope you'll